you are limitless. You have every answer inside you. So the moment you say to yourself, I don't know what to do. If I was your coach, I would say to you, and what if you did? What if you did know? And then that's going to start to bubble up and you are immediate. Something will immediately come to you and you get to just trust and go for it kind of a thing. You really do all have all the answers inside you. You have every resource you need inside you, including the resource to say, I need help, right? Every resource is inside you. You're, you're magical. Like, like literally, I believe that, that that is inside you. Am I truly willing to change a belief, an identity, an action, an inaction in order to create the results closer to what I say I want? Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast. I'm here with my friend Mindy out of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Mindy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Raymond. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So normally I would ask why real estate, but in your case, you have a little bit different background that can have an amazing effect on real estate brokers, agents, and other professionals in the industry. So why and how did you get into mindset and strategy and NLP and all of that fun stuff? Uh, yes. Why mindset? Why not? Why not start where everything starts? <laughs> because it all starts in our thoughts. Right. I, I mean, this is whether we whether we recognize it or not, that's where everything starts. Your brain is so powerful. It deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on what you believe. And the moment that I started stepping into all things brain, neuroscience, NLP, and seeing why people do things the way they do them, what beliefs then create in our lives as like. I'm hooked. I'm hooked on this because you can rewire your brain, period. So whatever circumstance, whatever state, whatever belief you're in right now, if it's no longer serving you, you can literally rewire your brain to a new habitual thought, to a new belief, to a new identity, to create new habits. So mindset is our foundation and it creates then the process for aligned action. So it's not just, we're not just sitting around going, oh, I'm a millionaire, right? We're not like, woo, wishy hopey. There's none of that. And I definitely want to come back to mental rehearsal because I think that's a huge, huge, huge thing. And it's about creating the foundation, aligning your conscious and subconscious to then take the inspired aligned action to be the agent of the year, if that's your goal, to sell the most houses, to whatever whatever that that is. Mindset creates your ability to have the identity of the agent of the year, of selling the most houses, of the most sought after broker, like whatever that is. Those are all amazing goals and outcomes, right? Goals are purpose, direction. They, they, they give us like, okay, I want to go that way. Like that's, that's a goal. It's a name. It's a purpose of direction. We set them and forget them on a regular basis. <laughs> then the next level of that is outcome. 
outcome is the stuff that really happens, right? The results from the action or inaction that we take. Farther than that, better than that, the secret sauce that that we want, whether we know it or not, is becoming the person who. So I'm the most sought after, the most referred. See, I love being the most referred coach, the most referred mindset coach. In order to like have that outcome all the time, I embody the identity of. So if you want to be the most referred agent, right? Who do you get to be? What do you get to believe about yourself? What identity are you embodying? Because you're always going to be that person then. And then you'll take the actions and then you'll create the results. It's about being that person before you have the proof outwardly because you're proving it inwardly. This is mindset, creating the foundation to take the action. Okay. Can we back up and talk about some real life like implementation of this? Yeah. I'll use myself as an example. Okay. I grew up in a blue collar household. Uh, Money was always a stressor. There was never enough of it, let alone not enough of a whole bunch of things. And there was always this mindset that action means getting up and doing something. Right. It wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily inspired. It was like, you have to work. You have to earn a living. You have to pay the bills. You have to do this. You have to do that. And for me, it took me a really long time and by no means am I perfect at it today. Like I still suffer from, you know, how I was programmed as a child, right? Like Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. I study a lot of um, Bob Proctor too, right? Yeah, yeah. He talks about how you're, you're born into this environment and you're automatically programmed. So if you're born into a house that only speaks one language, that's all you're ever gonna speak. But if you're born into a house that speaks four languages, you will intrinsically speak four languages because that's what you grew up in and that's how you were programmed. So I've learned, and tell me if I'm wrong, but the same applies to mindset, the same applies to thoughts, the same applies to knowing, and the same applies to actually making a decision based upon what you want. So circling back to me and how I grew up, and it is honestly something I still struggle with today. Sometimes when you know I ask this question like, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Well, mm-hmm. default to action, but that's not always the right play. So I'd like to talk about a little bit of like how you identify kind of where you are in order to pull out what that next viable step is to make the best decision to move yourself forward from wherever that is. Okay. Does all awesome. that make sense? So there was, that was a lot in there. Yeah, so I was taking notes. <laughs> like, no, I'm like, oh, okay, let's see where we're going to start. First of all, I want you to know that I come from the space, the, the, the mindset, the place of you are limitless. You have every answer inside you. So the moment you say to yourself, I don't know what to do. If I was your coach, I would say to you, and what if you did? What if you did know? And then that's going to start to bubble up and you are immediate, something will immediately come to you and you get to just trust and go for it kind of a thing. You really do all have all the answers inside you. You have every resource you need inside you, including the resource to say, I need help, right? Every resource is inside you. You're, you're magical. Like, like literally, I believe that, that that is inside you. 
what you talked about growing up with a fixed mindset, that's very fixed mindset as opposed to growth mindset, right? So anybody that's done a little bit of mindset, like research knows that there's a difference. What you get to do to recognize is say, okay, here's what I believe, right? Like work means I always have to take action, right? Like there's never enough, those kinds of things. How's that working for me? Like how, how, how much do I like believing this? You, you just get to check in. This is what we call attending as well. When you think that thought, where does that sit in your body? What does it do? You know, the, the there's never enough and, and you have to hustle, hustle, work harder, harder, harder. That like constricts my chest. When I think that it's like, ew, I don't, I don't want to think that. Yeah, like and really depletes I grew, oxygen. Exactly. I grew up in a blue collar household as well. And my mom was in banking. So, you know, and like we, we always had just enough. <laughs> just enough until you know we got older but circumstances made it that there was just enough and money definitely didn't grow on trees and there was definitely not extras you know lavishly or anything like that so i get that i understand that and we just get to say here's where i am is this where i want to stay Quality of our life is determined by the quality of the questions that we ask. Is this where I want to stay? Am I willing to think differently to move from here? So there's seven seven hidden keys that you have inside you to your success. You can take these seven keys, smack everything up against them all the time, and you'll know okay, I'm moving forward. I'm moving backwards. I'm not making any, I'm not getting any momentum in this. The first key is know what you want. I know I don't want to feel like I have to struggle for everything, right? Okay. That's knowing what we don't want. What do we want? I want to feel ease in my work. I want to feel right. Like, like knowing what you don't want is good because it's a catalyst. It's the contrast, right? Exactly. Contrast is good. And there's, there, the, the energy required to get what you want needs a flip of that switch to moving towards what you want as opposed to away from you don't want. Great catalyst. I mean, let's just take a really easy example. Somebody wants to lose weight. They're at the point where they're like, I hate this. I'm done feeling this way. Okay, great catalyst. Hate is not fuel to love your body into shape. See the difference? So we yeah. get to... We can have a catalyst that says, I'm done, I'm done being broke, I'm done not selling, I'm done not being the top listing agent, like I'm done. And okay, great. What do I want? How do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? So know what you want. Take action. There, you can't get it wrong when you're like, this is what I want. I'm going to take some action because the next step is checking the data. This is not failure. This is not, I screwed up. This is not mistake. This is data. I know what I want. I took some action. I'm going to check the data. What's the data telling me? Eh, I could have done that a little differently. Or, hey, I'm on to something. This felt really good. It really worked. We can use this for any identity that we want to create, any outcome that we are seeking. Because the next one after changing the, after checking the data is be willing to change. 
Am I truly willing to change a belief, an identity, an action, an inaction in order to create the results closer to what I say I want? So just those four, there's three more, just those four steps alone, we're like checking it, we're checking in all the time. We're asking ourselves questions. We're literally self-coaching on our mindset. Who are we being? How are we showing up? So if I want to feel ease in my work, then the actions that I'm going to take look like setting myself up for success in that creating the space where it feels good to work, right? Not just pressure to work. Asking myself, if I already felt really good and had ease in my work, what would I be doing? Who would I be talking to? How would I be talking to myself? What books would I be reading? Like literally becoming that person in order to start shifting that mindset. And it's really... So the words we say after I am are some of the most powerful words in the world. And we tend to, all of us crazy humans, we tend to say, I am overwhelmed. I am so stressed out. I am, we put words after I am and become self-fulfilling prophesiers, right? Because we think a thought habitually, it becomes a belief, it becomes an I am. And then you're so amazing. You create habits to prove it to yourself over and over and over again. I'm a squirrel. Like I, I can't keep focused, right? Things like that. And anyone who says I'm a terrible time manager is a terrible time manager, <laughs> mostly based in the fact that they prove that stuff because what we believe our brain just deletes, distorts, and generalizes. That's what gets through. So if I believe I'm a terrible time manager, I can only see proof of that. My brain, in an effort to not send a million bits of data at me at one time, will make it believable to me. Yeah, it's believable. And we get to start shifting into flipping that to who we want to be. I want to have ease in my work. I want to be the most sought after. I want to have this many listings a month. I want to, whatever that is. Okay, great. What am I willing to do to get there? What kind of action am I willing to take to get there? Like being, showing up as that person, like trying it on. This is literally like trying it on. So anybody listening, I wear glasses and I can't try to put my glasses on. They're either on or they're off, right? Like, like there's no trying. It is. I am trying them on. I'm not just trying. Like trying is kind of a, oh, I tried, right? No, trying it on. So if I want to have 10 listings in a month, whatever it is, whatever the, the current thing is that I want, okay, well, I'm trying it on. I'm trying on that identity and the actions and the beliefs and the processes and the systems that that person would have. And I'm doing it for more than one time. I'm doing it continually. I'm asking myself, how does this feel? I'm checking the data and I'm continuing to show up in that way. All right, so let's pause right there for a minute. What are your thoughts on setting goals, writing goals, affirmations? based on this whole I am premise. Yeah, yeah. I love writing out goals. I love 
affirmation. I'm a huge affirmation person as long as, see, here's the thing about affirmations, right? We're literally rewiring our brain to affirmations as well. When we say an affirmation, we get to check in with our body. Okay. So I'm not a millionaire yet. And if I use, I'm a millionaire as an affirmation, this is a bad example on me because I believe it. I'm like, okay, but okay. So let's say somebody wants to uh, have 10 listings, 10 separate million dollar listings. So they're like, I am the agent who has $10 million listings and their whole body goes liar, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like the body resists, you feel it. Your brain goes, who are you kidding? I know that. Like I know that that. feeling very well. It's legit resistance. So resistance is not always a bad thing sometimes resistance and you just get to check in. Okay. Am I resisting this? Because before I have 10, $1 million listings, I should probably get one (laughs) so that I can start proving it to myself. And okay. Maybe even before I get a million dollar listing, I'm going to get a $600,000 listing. Right. And I'm going to prove it to myself. I'm going to stair step up. It's the same way. This, this is how we affirm as well. We don't go from lifting no weight to bench pressing a thousand pounds. No, we go in increments. And once we start to get that proof and build that muscle and build that affirmation, that mindset, that thought muscle, then we're like, oh, I can skip a couple of things. So I can go from 20 to 40 pounds pretty easily when I am consistent in the 20, right? 20 to a hundred is a whole lot more of a struggle. And I might get one rep in, but then I'm beat. Like then it's like, wow, okay, I'm going to go back down a little bit, practice a little bit more. So I think affirmations are, are actually, I love them and I use them all the time. It's more than just words. You're not just like, right? Like you're not just spitting out words. You're taking how you're feeling in your body. You're checking in with that. The Bob, I'm pretty sure this is Bob Proctor. It might be Wayne Dwyer. Uh, feel the wish fulfilled. What does it feel like in your body? What will you feel like when you have 10, $1 million listings? Well, You're going to so, feel like 10 million bucks. So you? let's talk about that for a minute. Cause I know for me with the, with the childhood that I had, which is a whole nother podcast, I was never taught to feel mm. right. Mm. Like I, I was okay. never taught. I was never asked those questions. You know, I was never taught mm-hmm. to understand how I feel or to learn how to translate that. Because really, in my opinion, knowing how you feel is its own language and being able to mm-hmm. translate how you feel into words or an inspiration or action sometimes is very difficult. And I know that there's so many people out there in the world, not just in real estate, obviously, that are like so locked up within themselves. Like, what would you tell somebody on how to figure out how they feel so that they can move to these little micro steps? Okay. So there'd be a couple things. One, however felt like so, okay. So if we, if we wanted 10, $1 million listings, right. That feeling is going to be pretty jubilant, pretty elated, pretty like, I am a badass, right? Like <laughs> there's going to be all the feels for that. Is it there? Right. Yeah. So I would ask them like, 
Can you think of a time when you felt all the feels? Like, let's just start there. Because even if they like didn't own them, they could probably go back to a place where it was like, oh, there was some feels here. We can always go back to the feels that we don't like. Like those are just like easy default. You know, yeah, exactly. They're like Velcro, right? And so if we start asking the question, okay, and sometimes people are like, no, I don't, I I cannot ever remember feeling that way. Okay, well, let's imagine. You 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 get to just okay. What do you think it would feel like? What's your favorite? food. Okay. Chocolate cake. Great. How do you feel when you eat chocolate cake? Well, I feel pretty happy. I feel like Winnie the Pooh. I'm rubbing my tummy, right? Like whatever. Okay. Let's, let's build that up. Okay. How do you, so chocolate cake times 10 is a million dollars. Like we just start working from where we're at. How willing am I to have a new thought to have a better life? How willing am I? This is the question that we keep coming back, don't you think? I mean, isn't that where we keep coming back to is 100%. what am I willing to do to have something different? This is my husband's favorite quote. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, yep. right? So if you're feeling like that, like, I just can't get it. You can take a step back and say, what, what small thing am I willing to do different? What belief am I willing to just like even take out and look at and go, "Mm, is this serving me anymore? And here's, so this is a perfect time to say, so I don't want to forget mental rehearsal, Raymond. Don't let me forget mental rehearsal because it's vital to this. Okay, awesome. We can get so locked into an identity that it stops us. So at first, creating an identity, like embodying an identity is this amazing thing. So I am, I am a runner and now three years ago, I didn't say, and three years ago, my identity was that of a runner and I loved being a runner and I was proud of it and it made me feel good. And I liked the way my body moved and all the things about being a runner. And then I had an injury a debilitating injury that stopped me from running. And all of a sudden, and this might seem trite, but (laughs) the runners listening are like, I know exactly what you're talking about. All of a sudden, I couldn't run anymore. And I was lost. I was really upset. I was like, what what am I going to do if I'm not a runner? This is when being locked into an identity is now to our detriment. So as I was creating the identity of a runner and doing the things to become a runner, it was really good for me. And then I put a limit on myself because I get to be a runner and, and now after therapy and lots of work, I get to run again. In the meantime, I have expanded my identity to not being a runner, but being an athlete, being, being the person who moves her body to feel really good, right? Like to move the energy, like all of the, it's not just a runner. So it's the same, it, it, it's not just one thing. It's many things that I get to accomplish in expanding my identity. So if you are locked up in an identity, I talk a lot. No, no, this is perfect because it hits on something that I think is really important that I know for me, my own personal battles I've went through, right, is allowing yourself and 
being patient with yourself to be consistent and allow that time to pass while you're becoming that additional identity because it doesn't happen overnight, right? Like you, you had an injury, you couldn't run and it wasn't like, oh, I'll just go into cryotherapy for 24 hours and come out and I'm good, right? Like it didn't work like that. That would have been nice, but that's not what happened. So you probably had months and months and months, if not years of Mm, therapy, PT, Mm -hmm. recovery, maybe a surgery, all of these different things, right? So two years, 24 months, you know, 700 plus days of just waiting for the shit to get fixed so you can move on with your life. Pardon my French. Yeah, no. That is the battle. Like that is the battle. Like so many people want things overnight. And it's like, well, this is the problem now. This is what is happening, right? But what Mm -hmm. is was created by the past. You're already living that because you manifested that already based off your earlier thoughts and actions and so forth and so on. So now the best way to predict the future is to create it. Exactly. In efforts to do that, you have to change and adjust, but you have to always be forward facing. And that is a huge battle, like living what is, dealing with what is while you're trying to get your mind off what is and focus forward. This is (laughs) every time each of us talks, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many things to say about that. (laughs) So the one thing that I will say that I think is really, it's two things. One, we can say should, and we can say have to, and we can say all those things. The first thing that I teach clients is shifting the energy from I get to. I get to be that person. I get to leave this garbage behind. I get to. I get to choose this. It's a choice. You get to, right? Should, should you probably, but nobody likes to be told what to do, right? I don't like to be told what to do. Not my whole life. It created a lot of havoc in my life, <laughs> not wanting to be told what to do. I feel that so that's we, in my heart. <laughs> we, we get to shift that energy into, I always have a choice and, and we might feel like circumstances are saying we don't have a choice. Here's what we always have a choice in how we show up in the circumstances, who we are being, we always have a choice about. And so there's no shame. This is the next thing that I wanted to say about that. No shame, no guilt. I've created where I am now. I am going to bless and release. I'm going to get curious. I'm not going to shame or guilt myself because that serves nothing. I won't learn from shame and guilt. I will learn from curiosity. And so if I look back on choices that I made and get curious, as opposed to feeling shameful about it and shooting all over myself and those types of things, I then get to, and this is important because we cling to identities, the brain stays in safety and belonging. It doesn't want to let go. You get to look at past self and say, thank you. You got me here. I'm going to take it now. There's You're going to pass the baton. <laughs> Mindy, there's a quote that supports exactly what you said. And I can't remember exactly who said it, but it says, be curious, not judgmental. And that's like, it makes so much sense, right? Because it's so applicable. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, doesn't matter, but be curious as to what that next better decision is. Exactly. Curiosity is create asking what if, like, right, well, what if I showed up differently? Well, what if I said thank you 
2021 Mindy, like 2022 embodiment has got it from here. We're literally passing the baton. We're not shaming. We're not saying like you sucked. You didn't show up the way I wanted you to, because we're still going to bring all the good stuff, right? We're, we're just doing an actual physical mental process of, I am letting you rest now and I'm going to take over. Like we're, we're becoming us 2.0, right? Like we're just stepping into that next best version of us because we're willing, willing to change. We get to. So blessing and releasing, I think is, is super like, it's vital for me. I talk about it all the time. We can bless and release a year. We can literally cross over a line and leave 20, you know, all the things that no longer serve us than 2021 behind and step into 2022 with that growth mindset, with that I get to attitude. Like it does, and it doesn't have to be all the things. We're talking about so many different choices and changes and things that that you can do. This literally starts. You, you get to start with just one small decision that then gets to snowball in. And that could be just asking better questions, you know? What makes me, here's, here's another one. We can say why all day long. Nine times out of 10, the response is going to be because, and then we're going to tell a story. Not saying the story isn't real, isn't your experience, doesn't feel horrible. What I'm saying is it's not going to get you anywhere. So why is a really great question until it isn't. And so instead we can then say, what, what makes me feel this way? What makes me think no one could possibly sell a house in this market? What, how could I like feel differently about it? There, there's so many better questions when why then stops us from being curious and moves us into limiting ourselves into what was. Okay. So I think this is a perfect segue into mental rehearsal and, <laughs> <laughs> or visualization. Is it the same thing, right? Yes and no. It's okay. visualization on steroids. <laughs> okay. So let's dive into mental rehearsal. Yes. Awesome. Mental rehearsal, in, in order to have successful mental rehearsal, we want to have a well-formed outcome. So want to, what, what do I want? I want to, let's just mentally rehearse a day, like, like what I want the end of the day to feel like, okay? So at the end of the day, I want to have made 10 calls, like, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is that you want, right? At the end of the day, I want to have cleaned out my email, my email inbox, <laughs> whatever you, you can start wherever you want with this, but have a well-formed outcome. Know what you want at the end of the day. When you know what you want, how are you going to feel? Like feel it in your body, like making those 10 calls, hang, seeing yourself like hanging up after the 10th one, you know, checking them off, whatever it is, you know, like doing a little dance every time, whatever you do to really like increase satisfaction in doing the things that you say you want to do. Great. Like see that, hear it, feel it, taste it, smell it, like all of it, bring in all the senses of it. So I've got this well-formed outcome. I know what I want. I know how I'm going to feel. I know what I'm going to hear. I know what I'm thinking about myself as I hang up the phone on that last one. I'm thinking like, you're awesome. Like, look at you made those 10 calls. That was so easy. Boom. Like whatever. Right. Look at you got three people to say yes and come in and set up an appointment. 
what whatever it is that you want in your well-formed outcome and all the things. So it's more than just seeing it, right? It's hearing it, it's feeling it. If you don't know what it'll feel like, imagine it, take that chocolate cake, <laughs> take that, like what's your favorite thing? Amplify that favorite thing feeling, right? See it, hear it, feel it, taste it, smell it, embody it. This is you embodying it. So now I've got my well-formed outcome and now I get to, this is the secret. I get to take my of course energy. So of course, energy is the opposite of wishy hopey. So we're not going to see this, hear it, taste it, feel it, smell it, and wish. I'd be like, I hope, I hope at the end of the day, this is what happens. I wish we can already feel like tightness. Like this is disbelief when we're, when we're saying something like this, like it'd be nice, right? Like you guys can't see me, but I'm looking ridiculous and crossing my fingers and all these things. So (laughs) like, not disbelief. We don't want to be in disbelief energy. We don't want to start off our visualization, not believing what we're seeing right in that, in that disbelief. So instead I want you to find of course, energy, of course, energy is positive energy in a way that we show up every day. Of course, I got on this call five minutes early because I'm a person who's early. Of course I did. I didn't even, there was no thought about it. Like it didn't, it wasn't like this Herculean effort. I was here, right? Of course, I had a glass of water the moment I got up this morning because that's what I do. So I want you to find your of course energy. It's okay if it's not an of course everyday energy. Of course, I kiss my kids goodnight. Of course I, so fine. So do you have some of course energy, Raymond? Like something that you're like, It's positive. It's something that you do without thinking. Okay, awesome. So you see yourself in your of course energy. You get to take a little snapshot of that. Feel it, hear it, taste it. I'm in my of course energy. Now I'm going to copy and paste that energy, that totally believable, not a freaking doubt in my mind that I'm going to show up this way. And I'm going to copy and paste it onto my new outcome. I'm going to cut out some of that disbelief right now because I'm bringing this of course I show up this way energy. Of course. And I'm going to copy and paste that onto my well-formed outcome. Now I'm going to mentally rehearse. Now I'm going to see myself throughout the day, picking up the phone, doing everything I can on my end. We can't, we can't control what the other person says. We can control what we're doing. So I see myself talking on the phone, smiling, right? Like being engaging. I see myself checking their name off the list. I see whatever it is. And this can take 10 minutes. It can take an hour. It could take two minutes. Like this gets to take, just keep practicing with yourself and seeing yourself throughout the day, seeing at the end, how you're feeling each time, what you're hearing each time. If you, if you want to hang up the phone every time and be like, like whatever you want to do, it's, this is your, have fun. Like your life gets to be so fun. I'm getting loud. I'm sorry. I'm starting to yell because I'm getting no, really no, excited. I, I love this, <laughs> but I want to, I want to interrupt you because I think ultimately you're reaching for a feeling, right? So for me, some of my, of course, energy would be, of course, I'm going to take my kids to school in the morning and kiss them and tell them to have amazing days and put extra cookies or chocolate in their lunch, Right. Of course, I'm going to pick them up and ask them about their day and be excited regardless of whether I had a good day or not, right? It's 
finding, like you said, it's finding that positivity. You copy and you paste it and apply it. And you do that over and over and over and over again until that becomes the default feeling. And it's more than positivity. It's identity. This is, this is who there is no, we're not just like positive thinking, right? This is, you're actually showing up in this energy to transform without thinking about it. Yes. You're, of course, you're going to put chocolate. I want to, I want you to pack my lunch. Of course, you're going to put chocolate in it, right? Of course, you're going to ask questions and actively listen when you pick them up. This is not, this is not positive thing. This is who you are at your core. Can you feel, can you feel, I say feel, but not everybody feels kinesthetically. Can you hear the difference? Can you see the difference? Can you understand the difference? No, it's it's real life application. It's palpable. I get that. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's literally tangible for yes. actually doing it. Yes. So this is mental rehearsal. This is you knowing what you want, deciding how it's going to feel, how it's going to sound, how it's going to taste, all the things, right? What's going to be happening. This is a well-formed outcome. Then I'm going to see it playing out in my head, or maybe you don't visualize, hear it, hear it in your head. If you're a, a hearer, it, if you need to draw it, write it, whatever you can connect to it, connect to it. There's, you can't get this wrong. See, this is the beauty. You get to create this practice so that it serves you in creating the reality that you want. You're rewiring your brain as you see yourself successful. Here's what happens in your brain. Your brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. It does not know the difference. So if you see yourself making those 10 calls, completing the 10 calls, feeling amazing, when you go to pick up the phone to make the first call, your brain's like, we've been here. It relieves some of the tension. It relieves some of the discomfort. It relieves some of the doubt about who you get to be because your brain's like, yeah, we did this already. The more you see yourself, hear yourself, feel yourself, right? write about yourself doing this, the more your brain's like, yeah, we, we know this. And it wants to create these connections for you, right? Rewire for you to this outcome. This really what we want is the identity, right? The outcome's great. The system or the process, here's where you get to then copy you get to copy and paste. So we find a system or a process like mental rehearsal that works for making these calls. Then we're going to then mentally rehearse, like accepting the realtor of the year award, (laughs) right? Then we're going to like, what, this is your life. Like it gets to be what you want it to be. So Mindy, if we have somebody that's listening, and let's say they are very successful in one area of their life or even their real estate business or their career, and they're mm-hmm. struggling with this over here. Yeah. Is this mental rehearsal something that they can implement and say, hey, I got this over here. Like I can copy and paste this confidence and move it over here and create this new identity. I love this question. Yes and yes and yes. And there's going to okay. be, it's a twofold, it's a twofold answer. So normally what we hear in the world is how we do one thing is how we do everything. And that can be very like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh no, because I'm re- not I've, showing up. Like I've I read that to. book and I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> Here's my take on it. How we do one thing gets to be how we do everything. So when we have mastered 
an area and or are growing in an area and really like the way that we're showing up in that area, we get to start copy and pasting that over to the other areas of our life. So yes, 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 and yes. Mental rehearsal. Olympic athletes mentally rehearse. Uh, Phelps, Michael, Michael Phelps. He won a gold medal because of mental rehearsal. You can go look up the story. He had rehearsed so many times and there is, there is like Olympic level mental rehearsal, which I would love to come back and we could talk about that another time. This is first level. This is first level mental rehearsal. The perfect outcome, seeing yourself moving through the perfect outcome. Know that Olympic level mental rehearsal is everything goes freaking sideways and it still ends up like you want it to. That was him. He had rehearsed so many times water in his goggles, like the worst things happening and still winning the gold medal. He won the gold medal because he automatically showed up. And that, and so this is the next part that I want to say about this. We can live at cause or we can live at effect. Most of us live at effect. There's no shame in this. And we may be living at cause, like you said. Okay, so really successful real estate agent living at cause in their agentness. <laughs> Not a great love life. <laughs> living at effect over here. here. Here's the difference. When we live at effect, we do a lot of finger pointing. We do a lot of blaming. We do a lot of circumstances. Oh, well, you know, all the good ones are taken and the only place to meet someone is a bar. And I don't know, all the, I've been married for over 30 years. I have no idea about that kind of stuff anymore. So, but so we can live at effect. In, in lots of areas. And we do. And we always get a huge list of reasons and excuses why we don't have what we want. This is us not taking responsibility. And I mean it in a way probably different. Like, like I can't take responsibility for, you know, the real estate market. Like I cannot take responsibility for that. When I say take responsibility and what shifts us from effect to cause is I take responsibility for how I show up, because this is the only thing that I can control ever. So if I want to move from effect to cause, at cause, I say, I get to decide how I show up. And when I live at cause, I get a list of results. I might not like them because I'm checking the data, but I know what I want. I'm taking action. I'm checking the data. Okay. I got results. I don't like them. What am I willing to change? This is being a cause. This is being the master of your universe because your your universe is inside your head and how you show up, right? Like that's it. It's not, we can't control the market. We can't control whether they say yes to to the buyer's, to the seller's rent. Like none of that ultimately, right? Who do we control? What do we control? How we show up in the situation, how we create the container for success. I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's pause for a minute here. Okay. And I would like to talk about, there's three things that I know about you, aside from <laughs> everything I've learned today. Uh, mindset, NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. like an amazing triangle of stuff. How did all of that come to be? And how does all of that work together? Oh, yeah. 
I, I, not, I this is probably a whole nother conversation, <laughs> but if you would like the, yeah. the short version of it, I'm very interested to understand how that came to be and how it really does all work together, right? Because there's like, for me, I know a little bit about all of those things. I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, right? When it comes to that type of stuff. So I'm curious to understand how that actually works together and can help somebody if they just want to pick one, whether it's mindset or NLP or hypnotherapy to actually start making and implementing and owning changes in their life. Awesome. So, uh, I think that I, I, I don't separate mindset from NLP necessarily, uh, because, uh, look at me telling a story because I, I don't separate them. I find that NLP is there. You'll find a million, like what is NLP? It's the study of patterns and excellence. So where's your mindset? Like, are you, and, and so when we talked about the seven hidden keys to your success, I stopped at five, know what you want, take action, check the data, be willing to change, show up in excellence, excellence, not to be confused with the absolute lie of perfection or comparison. This is not what excellence is. Excellence is how can this be more fun? How can I find more ease in this? What could I do differently to get a better result? Excellence is your personal best, right? It's your, it's, it's where you thrive, not anyone else, not, not perfection. That's a lie, right? So there's excellence. NLP is the study of excellence patterns. Like how do I get to make this better and not like bigger, not like work harder. How do I, how do I get to feel better in this? How do I do model better to my children and, and it create like a container for all the good stuff. The last two keys are really joined together and they're gratitude and integrity. And so when we put those together, there's always something to be grateful for as cliche as it is, right? True though. Today could go completely sideways and I could say, I am so grateful I got to have this conversation. Like it was such a good conversation, right? Always something to find. And when we have it as a foundation, changes everything. When when we truly have gratefulness as part of our core, it it, it just colors everything differently, right? We we see, feel, hear, taste things very differently than if we're constantly un, ungrateful. So get curious. If gratitude is, is not feeling like foundational in you and integrity, this is, so I say all that to say this integrity is our conscious and our unconscious in alignment. So you'll know, this is why I love hypnosis. We are out of integrity a lot and not like, I'm not saying it like you lied about something or you swindled. And I'm not saying that kind of out of integrity, like, you know, when you're there too, and your body tells you, right. I'm talking about your personal inner integrity of aligning your conscious and your subconscious. So you say out loud, I want to be the top selling agent and you're not doing any of this stuff to be the top selling agent, <laughs> right? You're out of integrity. Hypnosis NLP practices, like some very specific timeline techniques that I use and hypnosis, we get to reveal and release the things that are keeping you from aligning your conscious and subconscious so that we can activate you being 
that integral person, that person of integrity who says and does the same thing towards what they want. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So what comes to mind for me, right? I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks on a regular basis, right? So I think of like inner being, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's your inner being and that's what needs to be in alignment and not separate it. Like I picture it like two things put together that are evenly. And then if one's off kilter, it's broken, right? So how do you move it back to the center so that it's always on kilter and can stand strong? And it, it's a really good, like here, here's where we get curious, right? You get to ask yourself, okay, I say, I say I want to be the top selling agent, right? I'm not showing up in that way at all. Is this really what I want? Or do I want what I think being that a top selling agent is going to give me? And then we get to like, okay, well, actually that's what I want. I want that security. I want that recognition. I want that. Is there another way to get that? Cause I'm not showing up for this thing. So it's the reason that we don't become the people that we want to become one of the reasons I won't say it's the only reason achieve the goals we want. They're not important enough. We don't care enough. We say we care, but we don't. Right. It's, it's the truth. Like when we like, oh, I want to get healthy. This is a, such a catchphrase, right? I want to get healthy. And yet we constantly do things to stay Undermine in ourselves. a place yeah. where we're not getting healthy, right? I want to, whatever it is. So it's not, we haven't found the thing yet to connect us to it. It doesn't mean you won't ever get healthy. If you're currently not, please don't hear me say that. It means you get to get curious about how do you get to get to that place in a way that feels really good, in a way that you want to show up, in a way that stretches you, those types of, of things. So when we're out of alignment, we either we are just choosing not to show up in a way that we know we can, and we get to like then get back into, because we've all been there, right? Fallen off the wagon, so to speak, right? Or we really are out of alignment. This is not who we are anymore. It's not what we want anymore. It maybe was a goal. It maybe was a place that we wanted to be. And now our conscious and our subconscious are not are not met up on it. The reason that I do NLP and timeline techniques is to release the limiting beliefs. I do so much work on limiting beliefs with my clients. And so if we if we're limited in a belief about what can happen, then we're not actually going to take the steps. If we, if we don't, if we say, I want to be the top selling agent, top listing agent, whatever the, you know, whatever, wherever you are, if we say that, but we, we don't believe it's possible on any level, we have all these blocks about visibility and, and then I'll be a narcissist. And then like we, we attach all this stuff to it. We won't do we won't take the actions. We won't, we won't actually embody the identity because we, we've decided that it's bad, that we've decided that we're afraid of that. We've decided, right. Something somewhere. And that's the crux of that. Like so much of the work I do is like, what's the belief? Okay. Let's unpack it kind of a thing so that you can get back into alignment so that your conscious and your subconscious are in alignment and you're in integrity. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Alignment. Alignment. Love it. Okay. 
I want to be conscientious of your time. I could talk to you for hours and hours and we could have a whole bunch of different podcasts. So I think we should do this again soon. I would love to. I would love to. Um, but in, in your specific case, one thing I want to ask you is, what is it I'm not asking or maybe should be asking to help all of our listeners and our people out there to be better or to, to get better if they want to make a change or to commit to making a change if they really want something or, you know, some of the things that you touched on being out of alignment, not feeling a strong enough draw, right? We could tie that back to finding your why, quote unquote. Yeah. All these different things. Like, what are some things that we can give to all of our peers out there just to help, just small baby action steps that will allow them just to take that next step to move whatever they want forward, whether it's themselves, their career, a relationship, whatever it is. I know that's kind of broad, sorry. It is, that's okay. So, so I mean, let's not forget mental rehearsal. And before that, we want to move up the ladder of thought. So the first level of thought is just random thoughts. And I just think a thought comes into my head and I'm like, oh, I, I zero boundary control over that. Okay. That's the first level. Most of us are past that. Although in certain areas we could let, you know, all those negative thoughts, all those naysayers, right. Come in next level after that is directed thought. And so my, my, what I would say to you is, are you at directed thought? Are you at a place where when a thought comes in, you can say to it, to yourself, I talk to myself all the time. You can say to yourself, it's the best place to go. I always like I'm having a staff meeting. (laughs) Does this thought serve me? start putting up that filter. I'm having this vision of like, you know, uh, yeah, Yeah. like, like, okay, boom. It's going to like, do I need to keep thinking this? Nope. Okay. Bye. It doesn't, it doesn't have to come in and ruminate. Like I get to direct my thought. I get to take a thought captive. I get to like catch it and look at it and say, yeah, this is garbage. I don't want this. Like, no, no, this is silly. Right. Like, I don't, I don't care why I thought it it's out. Like not, not, we're not even going to go into, why am I thinking that it's, it doesn't matter. You have the power to just be like, no, if you're fought, when you're there, when you start mastering directing thought, captive thought that those things right? Is, is, is when you then get to start moving up that, okay, mentally rehearsing, because you know what thought you want to think. This is when you can start really claiming affirmations because, because as we capture thoughts and can discern them for the most part, right? We're, we're like, I I still have thoughts that come in. They want to sit around. Then all of a sudden I go, what are you doing in my head? I don't believe that. Like, get out of here. Right. We start to create that filter though. Then when we move up that level, we can move to not just directed thought, but affirmations are thoughts directed in a direction that serves us. 
So now we're controlling our thoughts ish, right? We're saying, oh, does this thought move in a direction that serves me? I feel like those are two really tangible places is that, that people can really start. Like, I love it. It's perfect. It's amazing. Yes, awesome. absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Where can people find you? They want to reach out. They want to hire you. They want to yeah. throw questions at you. Where yeah, can people yeah. find you? Uh, I love to hang out on Instagram. And um, I'm at Mindy Hebner, and it's H U E B N E R. I know you'll have it in the show notes. Uh, every anywhere that you can find me is Mindy Hebner. It's not complicated. Uh, Mindy with two eyes. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. I like to hang out on LinkedIn. Instagram is my favorite place. I do have a gift for everyone: a mental rehearsal for their success. It's like 11 minutes. Download it. Listen to it daily to rewire your brain. So I'd love to to gift that to everyone. I'll put that in the show note, friends. Awesome. Just click the link. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and please hit me up in the DMs with your questions. Like, this is my, my, my hill to die on. Rewire your brain. Rewire your brain. This is Mindy's lane. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Thank Mindy, you. this has been fun. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, so great. Thank you. All right, talk soon. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.